statements made on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products mentioned on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Information given by the host or co-host are the opinions of the speakers and are not intended as medical advice. Information on this show is not a substitute for medical advice and is strictly for educational purposes. Please seek the advice of your primary physician before starting anything new or following educational advice or opinions. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. It's time to find out about your health and get your medical questions answered. Some of the topics we'll be discussing today include why America is facing a health care disaster, what the root causes are of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic paradigm, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your own body like a book. The most effective medicine is to invest in wellness and live a holistic lifestyle. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. DeVette. And welcome, everyone, to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. This is uh, the doctor, and he's in. And here in the studio with me is uh, the lovely Vanessa, all the way from Massachusetts. Vanessa's visiting us again. Howdy. Coming down for the rescue. <laughs> um, so, Vanessa, it's so great to have you. Thank you. It's always uh, good to be here. Now. Yeah, I know you're, you're up there with all the leaves changing, everything pretty. But uh, Yeah, it was an effort, an effort to get on the plane and leave. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, the gorgeous reds and oranges and yellows and cooler temperatures. Oh, my word. It was just beautiful. So for those of you that uh, are interested to know what we're going to be talking about today, it is the subject of the day, a very concerning subject for many. A lot of people are very nervous about this particular topic, and that is Ebola. uh, So the title for today's show is Ebola Epidemic in America? Question mark. Fear-mongering or real threat? So, um, so Vanessa, you know, we, we, we're going to use this opportunity today to kind of pick through the real concerns and, you know, some of the, the hysteria that has been taking root here in our nation yeah. about this virus. We're going to talk about what, is, what, what it is that we really need to know about this infection, how people get it, but also how to uh, defend against it. You know, unfortunately, there's no cure. That's the bottom line. Everybody needs to know that. But there are some things that you can do and I can do to make it a little bit more, less likely that if we got exposed to this virus, that would be that it would have a fatal outcome. And Vanessa, this is the great concern. You know, in Africa, uh, the fatality rates are around 50%. So one in two people that are getting Ebola, you know, are dying from it. And that makes it a very, very serious infection. You know, much more serious than the flu or Mm -hmm. pneumonia or meningitis or, Mm -hmm. you know, just about any other infection. The the infection that I can think of that comes the closest to that kind of fatality rate would be rabies. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, we, we don't see, fortunately, we don't see that 
uh, often at all in, in humans. We do see it occasionally in animals, and you know, of course, we are, you know, we immunize our domestic animals against it, so that we uh, have a lower likelihood of exposure. But uh, Ebola, you know, is mostly limited right now to West Africa. There's about four nations where it is endemic, in other words, where we have seen a massive epidemic develop. Uh, Liberia is kind of right in the center of it all, and uh, Sierra Leone, and, um, and then there's a, a couple of other uh, smaller countries there, too. Nigeria is, uh, of course, a big, very big country. Fortunately, they've only had one or two cases um, they've been able to contain it, it sounds like, and it has not spread. Now, you know, there's all kinds of political questions that are coming up surrounding Ebola, and we're going to pick through those. You know, some of, some of the, you know, political issues are just that, politics being played, and some of them, you know, certainly have very, very uh, important implications for us, uh, depending on what our politicians decide to do. Vanessa, what, what is your take on, on Ebola? Well, it, like so many other things, um, I think our government creates a mass fear and panic in society. Uh, you, when you think back through, you know, anthrax, and we were all going to be dead, and the, the, the killer bees, and we were all going to be dead. I mean, they, they create this whole scenario um, you know, like it's, it's about to wipe us out as a nation. Obviously, there's steps and precautions and things we need to take and be aware of and, and that sort of thing. But they create mass fear and panic, and that is driven to make us do what, Doc? Well, basically, you know, with, with Ebola, I, I think we are um, seeing a little bit of inertia. Um, instead of the, the legitimate concern that we should have, we have politicians in D.C. that kind of have decided that we're not at, at significant risk, that is all happening in West Africa, and that we just uh, we can just sit back and, uh, and know that everything is going to be fine until, of course, the case in Dallas hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ironically, within, you know, a couple of days of uh, President Obama reassuring the nation that there was no risk, you know, of this infection coming to uh, the U.S. And, um, you know, there was a lot of people advocating for the closing of our borders to uh, to tourists and people from those Western African countries. Right. And, you know, politicians in D.C. said, no, we need to continue having our doors open because, uh, you know, we are more likely to see a worse epidemic if we close our borders, which uh, didn't How? quite make a lot of sense <laughs> to me mm-hmm. at the time. <clears throat> but, you know, then the reason was given is that we won't, won't be able to get people into West Africa to help stem the tide of this epidemic. But then, of course, they forget or conveniently uh, leave out the fact that, you know, we have plenty of uh, military... Uh, planes, military cargo, cargo planes that can take supplies to West Africa, can take 
people to West Africa can take soldiers right now. The U.S. military mm -hmm. uh, has been committed by President Obama to go over to Liberia, uh, especially uh, you know to set up field hospitals and to create some of the in infrastructure that is necessary to take care of this population. So, you know, even that a lot of people are nervous about because if those soldiers get sick and then come back with the infections that can, uh, you know, uh, be a huge problem for us here. The good news is, again, um, the role that they're going to be playing supposedly is just strictly logistics. They're not going to be taking care of patients over there. They're going to create some of the infrastructure. Um, they're not going to have to go in and carry bodies out. They're not going to have to go in and treat patients. So um, there are volunteers from all around the world that are going into these countries and providing services for uh, these patients. You know, extraordinary souls, very, very brave people, you know, certainly causes worth worth supporting for those of you that, you know, want to donate uh, to the cause, you know, even if you unable to go yourself or not in uh, a mindset to want to go to Liberia to help out. So, so Vanessa, the bottom line is that here in the States, we, we really seriously are, you know, needing to wake up to the fact that there is a real threat here. We've now seen one case, and unfortunately, that one case uh, year was diagnosed here in the U.S. Uh, already died, you know, died mm -hmm. within three, right. four days, um, you know, and it certainly has exposed a tremendous glaring weakness in our emergency services. You know, the, the fact that this patient came in to an emergency room, told them that he was from Liberia, um, told them, I don't know that he told them that he was possibly exposed to Ebola, but uh, for goodness sakes, you know, uh, he had a very heavy African accent. Uh, they should have figured, even if they had somehow mislaid his chart or, you know, not uh, focused on his uh, foreign connection there, they should have uh, thought to ask. Um, as it turned out, it was all over the chart, and that should have been yes. uh, brought into the equation. Uh, as a result, he was diagnosed, instead of being diagnosed that day and being hospitalized, he was sent home, spent two more days, you know, vomiting everywhere, diarrhea everywhere, infecting or exposing family and friends to this horrific virus. And, uh, and so then, you know, of course, he was finally admitted. Right. And at that point, it was too, too late, apparently. <clears throat> so uh, he is not with us. His family is still in quarantine. Uh, it has not gotten to the 21 days that it needs to get to before they can say for sure whether there's been... Isn't there somewhere like about 100 people that actually got exposed just yeah, by are, that one there, case? And there's about 100 people that had contact with this guy mm -hmm. once he got to the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, and once he became symptomatic. So either directly or indirectly, you know, we have the case in Spain of... This particular uh, nurse, there's an, a nurse that took care of a missionary that uh, had come down with Ebola, and she just touched her face one time. You know, she was in the room with this guy twice, fully protected, apparently, and somehow 
she got the virus and she's fighting for her life right now. So right. we are we're going to be going to a break here in a moment. When we come back to from the break, we're going to talk about uh, Ebola, but we're also going to be talking about some of the other potential epidemics. We have an enterovirus epidemic right now. We have you know a flu epidemic that uh, potentially is coming our way every year. We're warned that that, that there might be an epidemic coming. So uh, we are also welcome your calls to QHI Wellness, 903-939-2069, 903-939-2069. And our website is qhiwellness.com, qhiwellness.com. We'll be right back after this break. Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on Toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. This is Toginet. Cutting Edge Radio. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I gotta... Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. Dr. Peter DeVette live again. We are talking about the Ebola epidemic in America. Uh, is it fear mongering or is it a real threat? And I think uh, you know what we've discussed so far. Uh, I'm saying that it is a real threat. It is a major, major public health concern in this country. And there's there's a, a couple of reasons why I'm saying this. Number one. We have porous borders in this country. We have a wide open southern border uh, that a lot of people complain about. We have, you know, our airports are open to the world, you know. Um, supposedly they're going to be screening people, you know, when they fly from Africa, um, these countries where Ebola is now endemic, uh, and they're going to screen them for a fever um, and possibly ask them about some symptoms. Uh, and exposure, you know, if they've been exposed. But as we already know with this Liberian man, um, he, he uh, out and out lied about his status. And if I was him, I would probably have 
considered lying too because he was fighting for his life. He, had mm -hmm. ne he knew he had been exposed to Ebola. He knew it was a ticking time bomb that he very likely, most likely had it. And he got to America as quickly as he could uh, to get into the best health care system in the world. You know, so um, I, I don't know who would fault him. Um, you know, uh, some people would probably say, well, you should have just been in integrity and sacrificed his life. But, you know, again, if you're in that position, uh, I think uh, any one of us can understand uh, that you're not likely to get a lot of truth out of people that have been exposed. Right. They're going to tell you whatever you want to hear, and then they're going to get to you as quickly as they can. And, you know, maybe the next time somebody comes with Ebola, they will, the system will be more on the alert, will be more sensitized to the possibility that anybody that walks, walks into an ER now anywhere, not just Liberians, mm -hmm. not just people from, mm -hmm. you know, the West Coast of Africa, but now anyone with the symptoms that could be associated with Ebola, you know, severe um, fever, diarrhea, you know, <clears throat> vomiting, uh, blood, you know, coming from the eyes, you know, blood in the stool, you know, a fragile, um, you know, capillaries in the mucous membranes. All of that can be, if, the, if you see something like that, it is very possibly somebody that has Ebola. Mm -hmm. And it has to be treated as such. So, you know, the danger is as we go into flu season, we are going to have a mass of people being screened for Ebola that really just have the flu. Right. You know, right. so, you know, you could very easily have massively backed up ER systems. People may may go to the ER more more uh, readily, more uh, easily over the next few months because of the, their concerns. So instead of people taking care of themselves mm -hmm. at home with mild flu, they're going to go into the ERs. So you could see a public health calamity as our emergency rooms uh, and urgent cares get swamped all around the country with this. Well, am I, am I recalling something correctly that I heard on the news about the testing that they're going to do? But it's like two days before you get the results back, but they're still letting the people come. So you got all of this exposure, you know, taking place between point A and point B. Well, the testing, uh, they're not going to do blood testing in countries where people are leaving from. Now, they are going to screen people when they get here to America. There's five airports here now on the east coast that where they're going to be screening people to see if if they have a fever. So, you know, you would think, well, you know, if they travel here and it takes them 24 or 48 hours, then uh, they could get sick on the way. So now we're going to screen them when they get to the airports. And... Then, if they are exhibiting any symptoms whatsoever, then they will be taken to emergency room and tested for Ebola and whatever. So, so it's um, it's a cumbersome system. I don't know how well that is going to work. But even then, you're not assured that you're screening everybody because it, it, this virus has a 21-day, you know, um, uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? Uh, incubation. A 21-day incubation period. Mm -hmm. So if they don't get sick in 21 days, you know, then, then you know that they probably don't have Ebola. But if they do, you know, there's a 21-day window, mm -hmm. you know, so somebody can travel 
from West Africa having been exposed to somebody there with Ebola, they could get through um, airports from home, airports here in the States, airports in Europe on the way here, uh, because we, there are no di direct flights, by the way, from Liberia, right. for example, right. or any of these countries to America. They all have to go through Europe. So <clears throat> the bottom line is you can still have people show up here in this country. And, <clears throat> and then there's another thing. Being from Africa, uh, from South Africa originally, uh, this is something that I'm very familiar with. You know, a, a television host got criticized very heavily a few days ago for saying something about uh, the medical services in some of these African countries and the reluctance, the, the nervousness that <clears throat> people have going into the conventional healthcare system there. They have great suspicion of, <clears throat> you know, Western medicine, great, uh, you know, uh, you know, suspicion that there's something not right about immunizations, so they avoid, avoid immunizations. And they have uh, what are called sangomas or witch doctors there. And, you know, so in a lot of countries, including South Africa, you know, which doctors or sangomas play a big role in taking care of indigenous peoples. So it's very likely, very possible that if somebody you know, uh, develops symptoms of Ebola that they may not seek Western health care. Yeah. You know, whether they're here in the States or whether they are in Africa, that they might go to a Sangoma, um, you know, and try to get, you know, the curse taken off. You know, a lot of people in West Africa think this is a curse. They think of it as, you know, as... Um, witchcraft, that they have had spells placed on them, and so forth. So with that kind of mindset, you know, it is just very, very tough to really get uh, people to, um, you know, to, to uh, take it seriously and get themselves, uh, you know, to the help that they need. That's, That's a very strong cultural, you know, backing when you have that, you know, uh, history in, in a culture to to try to get them to open up to something something else as a matter of fact there's eight uh, you know UN health health care workers that have lost their lives in West Africa because they were attacked and they were killed by you know some of the indigenous people for you know uh, the, because of the fear of witchcraft the fear you know that these people were you know bring curses with them or whatever so you know, I guess when they see somebody with a hazmat suit on mm -hmm. that looks like, you know, an alien right. from outer space, that's enough to make anybody nervous, uh, especially if you have them walking through the neighborhood. So, so uh, unfortunately... Yeah, there are some, I mean, there's... there's and, and that's not the only place in the, in the world but where there are such um, areas of culture that have not ever seen, heard of, you know, been exposed to anything, you know, like seeing someone in a hazmat suit. So this to them is a foreign thing and, and could be very scary. Yeah. You know, they want to resist and run or, or feel like they have to defend themselves. So here's the other side of the equation. So if we are at increased risk of, of things like Ebola right now, and we have other infections now too, you know, that are, are um, active in our society, we have the enterovirus 
that has just uh, been implicated in the death of, you know, a young boy, four years old, and a couple of other people. The enterovirus has now been uh, tracked to uh, most of the states of the U.S., <clears throat> about 47 of them, um, you know, or, or at least 43 of them, I, I think. So with all of that happening with enterovirus, and intro, by the way, means gut virus, but this little gut virus actually going into the respiratory tract and going into the lungs, and is, um, you know, at least the, the case that was lost, the child that was lost recently, apparently it uh, became an overwhelming infection in the lungs that took his life. So, so it's just, you know, uh, lots and lots of reasons for us to understand that now is the time to do what, whatever you can to get your immune system, uh, you know, to stand up and be as strong as it possibly can be. Yes. Now yes. is the time to get, you know, immune system activation mm-hmm. going. So mm-hmm. we, uh, after the break, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the most important things that can be done to build a very strong uh, immune system. We're also going to be talking about the emotional programming uh, the, or the conflicts behind infections. You know, we're going to explain what infections are. We're going to touch a little bit on staph as well, you know, the MRSA, um, the multiple drug-resistant staph organisms that, you know, a lot of people are are nervous about, the flesh-eating bugs. Um, You know, that's not necessarily uh, Ebola-related, but seeing that we're talking about infections, we're going to touch on that too. We're going to touch a little bit about programming. My book, Heal Thyself, Transform your life, transform your health. There's a lot of information on why we get sick, what what the reasons are that we develop specific illnesses. And bringing sexy back, we go into metabolic problems. But quite a bit on, on infections in my book. Uh, yes, and, and Dr. DeVette's book, Heal Thyself, can be found on our website at shopqhi.com. This is a, a phenomenal wellness guidebook. That ought to be on in every person's library of health literature. Um, you can also, as we get into the emotional aspects, the emotional conflicts and programming triggers, you can find a lot of information in the book uh, Pyramid of Health, uh, and that's about the recall healing aspect. And that book is also available on our website at shopqhi.com. We will be mentioning several supplements here in the next half hour of the show. And those as well can be found on our, our website, but we'll list them on the podcast information for you. If you have any questions, uh, if you would like to schedule a live coaching session with Dr. DeVette for further or more in-depth information or very specific to your immune system, you can call 903-939-2069, and we will be happy to schedule that time slot for you. It would be very helpful and beneficial and and as I said, just uh, visit us at shopqhi.com for the products. And our main website is qhiwellness.com. And you'll be able to learn a lot about the different services that we provide here in the clinic, uh, alternative health care options, natural approaches to healing. And uh, we're excited to, to offer those things here to East Texas. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about uh when we come back, we're going to talk about some ant- natural antivirals that are very, very powerful too. And some of them can be done on the body directly, intravenously. So we'll be right back after this break. Doctor, doctor. 
Life Force and enhance your health today with Life Force Naturals. This product is a superb combination of all natural super green foods, berries and herbs that contain the entire spectrum of vitamins and minerals and much, much more. Packed with chlorophyll, enzymes, vitamins, minerals, plant-based antioxidants, fiber, and a powerhouse of therapeutic herbal components, Life Force Naturals may also help you detox by optimizing liver, kidney, and gut function, giving you antioxidant protection, help reduce inflammation, help your immune system, your resistance against cancer, and your protection against heart disease. Life Force Naturals also has antifungal, antibacterial and antiviral properties. Life Force Naturals, a cut above any commercially available multi-nutrient combination. To order your bottle of Life Force Naturals, call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735 or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Help your body get rid of disease-causing inflammation today with Flam Away. Presented to you by DeVette Wellness. Flam Away is made up of a superb combination of inflammation-fighting herbs, including turmeric, ginger, boswellia, resveratrol, and bromelain. Inflammation is the mechanism by which most pain in the body springs forth, and it's a central component of most disease creation in the human body. Flam Away reduces inflammation and often pain, and contributes to better heart and blood vessel health and immune system function. Also, great for many with arthritis, headaches, and back pain, sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of Flam Away today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online at shophealthybody.com. Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. Well, I'm going to jump in and just, and just lighten this up real quick. I can't resist. <laughs> The microphone is has gotten loose and it's kind of flopping down, and Doc's calling for help. Says I got a screw loose. <laughs> and we've all been waiting for you to say that for years. Give <laughs> me a giant screwdriver. I need, I need that. Uh, yeah, I got a screw loose. And, and then I was complaining about my microphone being too flat, and I got some really coming from the other side. And uh, hopefully she won't be bringing Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, bring a little levity to oh. this uh, this uh, horrific uh, oh. subject, you know, <clears throat> uh, of Ebola. But Vanessa, I, th- I think you know the point that that needs to be made so uh, powerfully is that you know Ebola is not fatal if the body is strong, right? You know, so I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to say something that that is. A little bit controversial at best, but um, Ebola, when you look at the symptoms of Ebola, it looks very much like scurvy. And, uh, you know, somebody said a while back to me that, you know, if you look at the capillary fragility, the the blood vessels, they get so fragile that they, you know, that they just um, bleed out, you know, that you... Mm -hmm. 
you you hear about people having blood in their tears, you know, blood right. in their <clears throat> sweat, blood in their stools, uh, urine, and so forth. Uh, you know, the kidneys start beating and so forth. What you have is the severe capillary fragility. And what is the antidote for that? The antidote is vitamin C. So theoretically, if you take somebody that's coming down with Ebola, you gave them a huge doses, intravenous doses of, of vitamin C, you could actually um, help those blood vessels to heal pretty quickly. Uh, on the other hand, you know, if somebody has been deficient in C for years, like in Africa where they eat virtually no fruit right. and, you know, all kinds of processed grains, lots of corn, processed corn that has been processed to the point where all or most of the, uh, the, the most critical nutrients are out of it, you know, those people are going to be very vulnerable to these kinds of infections. And, and maybe that's why this is now spreading. Ebola, you know, there's been three prior epidemics of Ebola. And um, so, yeah, three, three prior uh, epidemics of Ebola. And so those did not go nearly as crazy as this one. As a matter of fact, in all three of those prior Ebola uh, epidemics, there were just uh, maybe a few dozen people that died, or uh, in some some of them, less than a handful. So, so that that's critical for us to understand um, that 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 is uh, what makes this the situation right now, you know, so frightening. And um, I think if if we can do anything to help Africa you know, stem the tide, you know, the one thing that we can do uh, is, you know, help to feed these people better so that they can get their nutritional status up, you know, to, to par and get a lot more. Right, know, get their immune systems boosted up and, right. and so forth. And I had meant to mention that to you earlier that it is just so, um, so sad that the country has... I mean, they're so so nutritionally impoverished, you know, that they're not getting the things to truly help boost their bodies, to help this on the front end, you know. I mean, we can keep going on the back end and, and trying to fix things and fix things and fix things, but until you get it taken care of on the front end, it, it's it's almost just a moot point. So if, you know, if I saw somebody in my clinic that, or, you know, if they're, really was a pandemic that broke loose in America. Um, you know, some of the th therapeutic approaches that, that might uh, turn out to be extremely helpful would be intravenous high-dose vitamin C therapy, uh, oxygen therapies, bio-oxidative therapies, you know. So ozone, for example, O3 mm -hmm. infusions <clears throat> mixed with blood, um, you know, also hydrogen peroxide, which is, again, just oxygen therapy. H2O2 right. breaks down to, into H2O, which is water, mm -hmm. and O, which is oxygen. So mm -hmm. that, that extra oxygen uh, atom <clears throat> is very unstable, wants to react with uh, you know, or, organic matter, including viruses, bacteria, and so forth. So there's also uh, argentin or nano-silver. Mm -hmm. So colloidal silver is you know, has been shown uh, to be extremely powerful antimicrobial 
and so many in vitro studies, but also, um, you know, in other words, in the Petri dish, you know, colloidal silver is very effective uh, against a, a slew of different microbes, but um, it is also a, a therapy that has been used for over 100 years, you know, for infections from around the world. So mm -hmm. uh, it is critical, though, that it be nano silver and not, um, you know, the silver salts. So when people have some of these silver machines that make colloidal silver, uh, most of those machines are, are kind of somewhat primitive, and they, they make uh, silver that is of bigger part particle size. As a matter of fact, the more sophisticated companies not only make the silver, colloidal silver, but then they also filter it through microfilters to make sure that, you know, <clears throat> that the particle size is absolutely minuscule. So when you're looking under a microscope, you should not see any clumps of metal. You shouldn't see any flakes of metal. Mm -hmm. All you should see is just a sheet of, um, you know, <clears throat> what looks like just a mineral, you know, <clears throat> dissolved right into the water. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. So so that is what we talk about when we talk about nanosilver. Nanosilver can also be given in much smaller concentrations. So the likelihood of silver building up in the system and you turning blue and, you know, that is much less. So if, you know, if I were exposed or thought I might have been exposed to Ebola or any similar virus, I would uh, probably do uh, nanosilver, what's called Argentin. Uh, and we literally carry it in, uh, in 500 cc bottles uh -huh. you know, or gallon bottles, actually. Yeah. We have them in gallon bottles. And um, a regimen that I use for my sickest patients would be about a, a tablespoon every three hours. And I have not had anybody with Ebola, so um, I want to make that clear. But if I see somebody with a bad or a very dramatic viral infection, that is one of the tools that I use in my clinic. Another tool that I use is, um, again, we, we talked about the IV right. protocols. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not crazy about doing colloidal silver intravenously, mm -hmm. although it can be given. It just takes very, very long, and it's very, very cumbersome. Mm -hmm. And it's a little painful in the vein because it's a very, um, you know, low-strength IV. And uh, when you have a low-strength <coughs> IV that is very dilute, very much like water, it's going to burn like crazy when you take it, and you have to take it extremely slowly. So it can take somebody as long as eight hours to get an IV infusion of colloidal silver, you know, if yeah. uh, if they get a vein immediately and then yeah. have to run it in very, very slowly at the amounts that are necessary for, you know, whatever serious or significant uh, infection. So um, the other protocols are oral protocols. For mm -hmm. instance, uh, oral antivirals that I'll mention in passing, there's one called Takuna, T-A-K-U-N. NA. So if you have been exposed to the flu or the cold and you, you want to take something, that's a good one. Uh, there's also two homeopathic um, versions of homeopathic remedies. One is called Angestil and the other one is called Grip Heal. So Angestil or Grip Heal. Um, Grip Heal is more for flu and Angestil is more for cold symptoms or so uh, Grip Heal for flu symptoms. So if you have aches and pains, you know, sore throat, feel like crud, um, 
you know, you're coughing, mm -hmm. you are having runny nose, um, you know, that's likely the flu. If you have all of the above symptoms, but you don't have the aches and pains, then you may have a cold. You know, so oftentimes the only difference between a cold and a flu is, you know, is the lack of aches and pains with one. And oftentimes with a cold, you will have a lower grade temperature. So you may not have a severe fever when you're just having cold symptoms. Well, and you've also created um, a great um, product that's in our DeVette line called Invaders Defense Pro. And uh, this is one that we use often along with the NSC 24 and 100. Yeah, and, and NSC is uh, beta-glucan, beta-1,3 uh, glucan, and it's micronized beta-glucan. Glucan. So uh, that particular nutrient stimulates immune function, uh, helps to elevate it. And what they've shown is that when it's not micronized, it doesn't get absorbed very well. So you get most of your impact on the gut, and you really want a systemic impact with a beta-glucan. So, so the NSC-100, that's high strength, 100 milligrams per uh, capsule, <clears throat> that is good to use to get the immune system turned on. But if you just want to give a little bit of a boost, you can do the lower strength, the 24 uh, milligrams per capsule, and that's called NSC-24. I also, the Invaders Defense Pro, mm -hmm. uh, just to go through the ingredients of that, you've got the oregano, you've got the, um, you've got the green olive leaf extract, you've got elderberry extract, you've got larix. Larix, larix is a pretty good antiviral. You've got garlic. You mm -hmm. know, so those are all um, herbs in that particular product. So it is a broad-spectrum antiviral, antibacterial, and even has antiparasitic, mm -hmm. antifungal activity. <clears throat> I, I certainly would not uh, depend on that in a life-threatening infection, uh, but, you know, it has certainly um, been helpful in my experience in treating mild to moderate infections. I love it for sinus. I love it for bronchitis. Um, I love it for colds and flu. Uh, you know, so... Um, I even have used it to clear up patients who have, you know, been treated for, for, uh, for pneumonia. So mm -hmm. for more information on our supplements, you can call 903-939-2069, 939-2069. Uh, you can do a phone. Um, a life coaching session. Life coaching session. Yes. Yes. We can discuss, you know, just uh, give you information on what might be helpful. And we will be right back after this break. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I gotta... This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? 
Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. There's nothing that says you should settle for anything less than strong, healthy joints. Devet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula contains powerful nutrients like glucosamine, which is scientifically proven to help joints heal. A powerhouse of additional herbs and nutrients, including MSN, Boswellia, ginger root, horsetail extract, and hyaluronic acid that makes this a phenomenal combination in helping support joint health. Help your body rebuild cartilage, reduce joint swelling, stiffness, inflammation, and pain today with the Vet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula. Get your supply of comprehensive joint formula today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online to shophealthybody.com. Are you frustrated with the health of your digestive tract? Tired of heartburn and reflux symptoms? Sluggish or missing gallbladder? Gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes? If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out DeVette Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein. If your stomach feels too acidic for step one, then do step two first. Step two is a product called Glutagenics, which contains aloe, licorice root, and L-glutamine. Take charge of your digestive health today. Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. We're back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. And we're talking about the Ebola epidemic in America. Well, a question mark. We don't have it yet. But is that a possibility? And so the question is, is this all fear-mongering that we're hearing in the news all over the place uh, every other minute dedicated to Ebola in America, or is it a real threat? And, um, you know, we've we've kind of covered that, I think, pretty well today in the sense that, uh, yes, it is something we need to be concerned about. No, it is not the end of the world. So even if someone does come down with Ebola, uh, in America especially, we have a very good healthcare system. We have the ability to do the most critical things to keep some, somebody alive and, and to help them heal, and that is to hydrate them like crazy. Uh, intravenous hydration, absolutely critical. So if you can find a vein in somebody, <clears throat> if you can hydrate them, and uh, my contention is if you can also give them nutrients, especially vitamin C, that much the better. Also, if you can get people D3, vitamin D3 injections uh, or D3 oral in substantial doses, that makes a tremendous difference in the resistance, immune system resistance against viruses. So that's another little um, uh, deal that I would suggest for people that are trying to keep their immune systems strong as can be. I also highly recommend, you know, to my patients um, here at QSI Wellness that they have at least a 
uh, a basic supply of Argentin, which is micronized or nano silver. Um, for, you know, it is effective against a number of, of microbes. It is just a good thing to have. And there is not a single microbe that is resistant against silver. Silver is literally, uh, <coughs> you know, effective at least in vitro. In other words, um, in the Petri dish against every infection known to man. Funguses, viruses, bacteria, and parasites. Uh, the problem with parasites is it does not kill the eggs, neither does uh, pretty much any, anything else. So <clears throat> with parasite protocols, and we're not talking about parasites today, but I just want to make that point. You know, we always, always want to prolong therapy for at least 12 months and do full moon cycles of a good antiparasitic uh, <clears throat> if we are concerned that that is there. So... Um, Again, that doesn't have much to do with Ebola, except I will say that countries where Ebola is endemic, also countries where uh, parasites are, you know, endemic. So when somebody comes to the shores of the U.S., they have diarrhea. The question is, is it Ebola or is it a parasite or something else? And if you've tra traveled to West Africa or now other countries too, because Vanessa, now that... It has shown up in, in, in uh, Spain and has shown up yes. in Dallas, yes. um, places like that. You never know. You go to one of those places and you come back with diarrhea. Is it possible <coughs> that you uh, inadvertently got exposed to somebody? Yeah. Uh, and remember the, the lady, the, the nurse in France, mm -hmm. no, sorry, the nurse in uh, Spain, in Spain. Mm -hmm. that just came down with Ebola. She had just spent an entire week at a... Uh, a French uh, villa, French Riviera uh -huh. um, resort, where she was in contact with literally hundreds of people. So, right. so question is, did she infect somebody there? Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, so you would hope not, but that is certainly a, a possibility. So, so by and large, you know, the best thing you can do to uh, to keep strong in these uh, against these organisms is to uh, build a very strong system, right. a very resilient uh, immune system to eat lots and lots of vegetables, uh, fresh vegetables and fruits, you know, <clears throat> that you can have, um, you know, on board to give that you that antioxidant strength uh, yes. <clears throat> that will keep your tissues healthy and will make it so that if you get exposed, <clears throat> much lower chance of you getting a real sick. And I, I am mm. sure, I'm always convinced mm. that, you know, these uh, diseases often get un underreported because a lot of people just don't get sick, you know. So they get exposed, but they don't get sick. Those don't get counted. Right. It's only right. those people that uh, got exposed, got sick, and either then died or survived. Those are the right. ones we count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> What what is the the recall healing aspect of this doctor? I mean, you know, we always talk um, in our shows about the emotional programming triggers for disease and illness, and how it sets the the pace for this to happen in our body. And uh, and this is no different. The infections and the viruses um, all have programming triggers, also, because there are people who do get exposed to this, and yet they don't become sick. So. You know, this is one of the things that you taught me early on is that it is always with regard to the host 
never the disease or the illness. So what what is the programming trigger for something like this? Uh, and, and just uh, to uh, paint a little picture here of what Vanessa is talking about, in Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health, there's a chapter, and it's the second part, part two, first chapter in part two, that gives you a whole description of, on how emotions, how conflicts program for diseases, now, and how exactly that happens in the body. And it also goes into what's called the two phases of diseases. So phase one is called the stress phase <clears throat> or the conflict active phase, and phase two is called the healing phase or, uh, <clears throat> you know, the recovery phase. So during the healing phase, recovery phase of stress, that is when the infections come. So Vanessa, it's not when you are stressed at work and you know, to the health that you get sick, but it's when you go on vacation mm-hmm. and you get on the boat, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> or you just got to your, uh, you know, your f- f- favorite resort somewhere. That's when you get sick because that's when the letdown happens. That's when the recovery phase kicks in. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the same thing with flu, you know, uh, you know, if a cold, for example, pneumonia, any, you know, if you, you know, if you get into understanding uh, any infection, you understand that that is a healing phase phenomenon. So literally what happens at the tissue level is during the conflict active phase, you get either one of two results at the tissue level. You get either thickening of the of the tissues, like a uh, you know cell proliferation phase, followed by a cell destructive phase during the healing phase, or the opposite would be a cell destructive phase during the conflict phase, and a cell cell proliferative proliferative phase during the healing phase. So, in the tissues, for instance, the mucous membranes of the nose, during the uh, stress phase you have a thinning of the mucous membrane. Um, and then during the recovery phase, you'll actually get the symptoms of a cold mm-hmm. because the mucous membrane is now going through recovery and the virus is part of the cleanup crew. Literally helps to speed up the healing of that. <clears throat> now, Ebola, from what I'm understanding, um, the little bit that I know <clears throat> about its particular roots, uh, we see a lot of hemorrhage with Ebola. And we see, uh, for example, that in Africa, there is a lot of fragmentation of the family. There's a lot of separation of the family. So one of the conflicts that I think is at play here with Ebola is the conflict of disunity in the clan or a conflict of disunity in the, the population. So in countries where, where there's been a lot of fragmentation, fragmentation you know, you're seeing a lot more of this. And interestingly enough, Liberia, Vanessa, is the the country where most of the slaves came from that came to the U.S. Oh, wow. Really? So, you know, and and not that we, you know, need to be talking victims and perpetrators here, but but it's just very interesting that that country, uh, you know, I guess lost... Uh, a, a bit more of a sense of identity uh, because uh, so many of its inhabitants traveled to the U.S. There's been a lot of infighting in that country politically, you know, a lot of uh, 
uh, overthrows, a lot of crises politically. Right. Um, you know, a lot of vindictiveness mm-hmm. in that uh, that community, uh, <clears throat> small-mindedness, uh, corruption all over the place. So I, I'm not saying that that's the main driver, but again, in recall hitting, mm-hmm. there's no, no exceptions. There's always a conflict program. Now, with staff, you know, <clears throat> I said I would mention a little bit, um, you know, of the flesh-eating <clears throat> diseases, you know, the uh, MR, MRSA, uh, staff organisms, and when we talk about those organisms, the conflict program uh, that is at play is always a conflict of attack, uh, the clearing phase of a conflict of attack. So, um, you know, symbolic uh, nature of the conflict can go to a specific part or a specific part of the skin, and that is where the disease would start. Um, this staph is a normal residence on our skin. We all have staph all over our skin, and without it, you know, we would not be human. So it comes into play when we are conflicted in some way or another or actually get physically attacked. So, for instance, if somebody stuck you with a needle uh, in your arm uh, in a, you know, a nasty way, that would set the stage, for example, for a staph infection to take place or if somebody scratched you with a nail or a dog or a cat bit you. Uh, that all those those forms of attacks would would lead, you know, to the clearing phase with staff as the organism. So, just a little titillation there on the recall healing aspects. For more information on recall healing, you can get a copy of Doctor Renault's book, Recall Healing Pyramid of Health. Yes, and you can find that on our website at chopqhi.com. And don't forget that we are available, Doctor Devetius, for your life coaching sessions if you want to schedule one by phone or in person just simply give us a call at 903-939-2069 and remember dr devette's book heal thyself transform your life transform your health and you can find us on qhiwellness.com and we'll be back with you next week and we're going to be talking about bone health bone and joint health so everything you wanted to know about bones and joints and uh, how to heal naturally from those. Uh, We'll be talking about that next week. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 